call from the United States of America. Hi, you have reached the Decahedron RPG Cast feedback line. Just start talking at the sound of the tone. I think cell phone and tablets have their place at the table, especially for a new player. It's so much easier to find what I need to know versus going through books. Finally, as somebody with ADHD, fidgeting with my phone is a lot quieter than stacking my dice and letting them fall. Most fidgets have an annoying and distracting noise. Hey, thanks for that robo-heather. So what I'm doing these days, rather than me reading an email when someone sends me an email, is I'm using a computer voice to read it. The main reason is to make it easier to differentiate between what's the email and what is Joe replying to the email. So uh, that was an email from Heather. Thanks for that, Heather. Being read by a computer. So I wrote down two notes for what you said there, Heather. The first one is that uh, you said uh, it's easier to have the rules on your phone or whatever. And if you listen to the full episode, we actually did say that closer to the end. It was not in that same section as the beginning. We agree. Yeah. So we agree on that. And the other thing you said was the ADHD thing, stacking dice. Maybe it, it all depends on what you're doing with your phone. It is possible to stack dice and still be listening and fully engaged. It's also possible to be on your phone and being fully listening and engaged. And if you're doing that, that's fine. But if you're losing focus, I'm going to disagree with that. Thanks. Hey, Joe. How much have you ever done with design patterns? I really like the Paladin Math and Monte Carlo Sim. It made me think about using strategy patterns to write the code. This is a piece of feedback that I don't think makes sense on this show because it's likely way too technical. Hey, Robo Sam. Thank you, Robot. Thank you for reading the email from Sam. And thank you, for Sam, for sending the email. I'm going to start at the bottom and move to the top. So you said you thought the email might be, uh, yeah, the email, the feedback might be a little too technical. I decided it wasn't. I mean, clearly you are a software engineer. Well, I know that listener Dustin is a software engineer. Of course, I have my moments of softwareism. I know that we have a listener called Chicago Wiz, who is a software engineer. And I believe things that I've heard in Evil Jeff's podcast Minions and Musings, a great podcast, by the way. I believe, uh, listening to Evil Jeff, that he does something in the software realm as well. So of those that I know what they do, yeah, about 80% are software developers, but there are a lot of listeners I don't know what they do. So no, I thought it was was fine to go here. As for did I actually use a strategy pattern for for that little hack I did? Uh, well, I think I just gave it away when I said a, a hack. No, I didn't. You know, I was sitting in my jammies. I was just curious, and I just threw together something really quick. I can't remember if it was Python or C Sharp. I really love Python. I think Python's an amazing language. I love the syntax. Oh, did did you hear that? I, I think I can hear listener Dustin screaming in the distance. Huh. Sorry, Dustin. Anyway, I love Python. Dustin, I know, is not a fan. But for a Monte Carlo sim, I mean, the whole point of a Monte Carlo sim is to run as many iterations as you can in the amount of time you're willing to wait. And I dwell in Monte Python because, I mean, for just a normal DD character, there's over 100 trillion possibilities for the dice to end up. And that would have taken too long. So... Uh, that's that's why I went Monte Carlo over just looping over all the iterations. And I think I went C-sharp just for the speed, because while I love Python, C-sharp definitely is much, much 
much faster. So I think I went that way. Another thought you gave me while I was listening, I was like, huh, a podcast dedicated to fantasy gaming software development. I mean, that's that's really niche, but I think that would be kind of cool. Hmm, don't know. Anyway, thanks for the feedback, Sam. Hey, Jason here. Just listened to episode 44, Paladins by Numbers. Great episode. I've rolled up a Paladin using method one, the, you know, 46 drop lowest range and order before. And, you know, the other thing with Paladins, of course, is how they work with the party and the role-playing challenges of being a Paladin. It's not just the power level issue. It's, you know, integrating their beliefs and their moral code and all that into, you know, potentially a party of murder hobos, which doesn't work, right? So, and not that all parties have to be murder hobos and not that all those challenges are going to come up only in those parties, but paladins are challenging characters to play. I mean, rangers also, to some degree, rangers have to be good, um, aligned, and but the paladin especially, and, and it, it's not unplayable by any means, but it's definitely a challenge. So, it, you know, it, it definitely, I think, before somebody introduces a paladin in a party, it's almost one of those things where everybody in the group needs to agree. It almost needs to be part of that session zero. Hey, are you guys okay if I play a paladin? Because you're bringing a paladin to the to the game affects everybody's character and it affects the, what that party is going to do and how that party is going to interact with NPCs. And it's a, a, I mean, really, it ends up being the the paladin and the party supporting the paladin almost in some ways. So it, you know, it's not just the abilities that the paladin has, which you know, they have a ton of abilities, right? Protection from evil. I mean, come on. But the the whole role play aspect is also very complicated, which isn't a bad thing, but it's definitely a thing that you have to address from the start. So great episode. Talk to you later. Hey, thanks, Jason. Jason was not a robot. Jason was our only real call this week. Jason is the host of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Great podcast. Check it out. Thanks for those comments, Jason. Yeah, actually, you know, rolling a paladin by method one, if I remember right, that was like a one in six chance. I think that was the second best. Uh, no, one in seven chance. Method two was the best one in six. So, yeah, not as impossible as rolling it for real. Air quotes, you can't see them. As for the role-playing challenges of a paladin, I don't get why the paladin is that much more difficult than a cleric. I'm not arguing with you that it is. Because rules is written, it's definitely written up that way. But I think the cleric should be just as strong, if not stronger, of an adherent to his faith than a paladin. I don't know where that disconnect comes into play. Like I said, in my mind, a paladin is a lesser cleric, right? He's a cleric slash fighter. So why do we expect the paladins to be up here with their zealotry, let's call it, and clerics, we only expect to be down here. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but I know you know what I mean. Which is an interesting question. I, it's a question I would like to explore, and I don't really have anything to say about it. I don't think we could do a podcast episode about it, but I am inviting you, my listeners, to call in, write in, whatever, and let me know why palatins are such zealots and clerics are not. Maybe, as I'm speaking, this thought is crossing my head, maybe it's because... Your cleric is the one who believes and adheres and uh, proselytizes the religion. But the paladin and his zealotry goes to arms. Yeah, maybe. Let me know. And that was all the feedback we had this week. If you like our podcast, if you don't like our podcast, 
please call in or write us. You are about to hear all the information in the outro, but I'm going to give it to you right here. If you want to call in, if you're in the U.S. or in Canada or you don't mind calling long distance to the U.S., the number is 562-774-2278. I should have a jingle made. Huh. Hmm. Anyway, that was 562-774-2278. And if you're like one of those old timers like me and you look at what phone numbers spell, that's 562-RPG-CAST. Because this is the Decahedron RPG cast. If you want to send it by email, the email is feedback at decahedron.com. Decahedron with a K. D-E-K-A-H-E-D-R-O-N. Uh, so feedback at decahedron.com. If you want to, like your long distance and you don't want to record on your phone, email me the file, you can go to sayhi.chat. One word, well, one word for say hi. One word, S-A-Y-H-I dot chat, C-H-A-T slash decahedron. That brings up a little web interface and you can talk to us there. And then lastly, on the Spotify for podcasters page, there's a link. You can press that. I don't think you need a Spotify account for that anymore. All those links are in the show notes. All that's about to be in the outro you're about to hear. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you have an awesome week. Our next show is going to be about playing the opposite sex, like guys playing girls or girls playing guys in a game. That will drop on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Until next week, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562 774 that's 562-RPG-CAST, or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. You can also email us at feedback at decahedron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decahedron.com. Remember that decahedron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep those dice rolling.